Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have just a little news episode, basically. It's filled with what? Injuries, injuries, and more injuries. It's kind of it's a rough weekend, Jeff, for fantasy football. And <laughs> that's especially for people like us who drafted early on. Like you are just at mercy of what injuries are coming down. You already have your team, as you very well know now. I know my man Cameron Meredith goes down. Hurtful, but also why you don't reach on these kind of guys. Yep, and I mean we had him in the Scott Fishbowl too, which mm-hmm. is that one you draft back in July, so nothing you can do there. It's, it's, that's what fantasy football is, it's injuries. You can't I mean I know people they like to say you should draft later on in the preseason to make sure you know all the injuries, but hey, that's what happens. You just got to be able to manage, and change your team around, do whatever. I don't think any of these injuries that came down are anything that's going to kill your season. There's, they shouldn't be at all if you drafted your team right. So I think people will be fine. So we'll get into those in just a minute. Make sure you they'll check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit on Instagram or Fantasy Football Profit the website's fantasyfootballprofit.com you can go there see all of our ranks they're all up there our top what 50 running backs i think actually no top 75 running backs top 75 wide receivers so if you really want to go deep into our ranks check them out you still might have drafts this upcoming weekend i know most people have drafted but there's still a holdouts that got labor day weekend to do which i kind of wish we had that too with clarity on everything going on but don't have that luxury this year. So, and also, you can also email us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. Get your questions in. So, let's just get right into it. Talk about some of the injuries here. I think we'll start off Spencer Ware, who we were already kind of down on with Kareem Hunt being there, being drafted, kind of wondering. Spencer Ware wasn't a player that really excited us anyway. But now he's done for the year. It is Kareem Hunt's job now. We thought it was going to take a little bit before he took over, but now he's already there. What do you I mean? This Spencer, where I'm not worried about. He's done. No one drafted him as their top running back. Cream uh, Hunt definitely would take. Uh, would you? I mean, I guess the question is, yeah, how far would he he move up the rankings? Now, knowing now what we know, it's it's more of the clarity. We kind of knew Hunt had the like the the easiest path to a starting role. Yeah. Um, obviously, the only other guy that you would talk about like that would be P Ryan, right? And we thought that Kelly would be a little more of a fair fifty fifty. Um, I mean, Hunt does go up, definitely. They run the ball a ton. Um, they seem to like him. He's looked pretty good in preseason. He ha- he doesn't have any knocks against him where they're saying, hey, if he doesn't learn how to pick up blitz coverage or something like that, we have to sit him. So, I think... Any worry about Charkandrick West? No. No. Well, I, I think <laughs> he's relevant again. I think that's what comes yeah. out of that. And he'll probably kind of fill the same role he did last year now. Yeah. Where yeah. before that, he was going to be kind of phased out entirely. Um, so I, I think Charkandrick West is kind of a, a, a sneaky sleeper now yep. because no one's really going to think about him that much. They're going to think hunt, hunt, hunt. And um, this guy had a, I mean, he had like 100 carries last year, uh, West did, and he's very good out of the backfield catching. And I want to back these up. So <laughs> especially with the rookie, I mean, heaven forbid he starts fumbling. Charkendrick West could very easily get a large portion of this pie. And so last year he had 88 rushes. Um, it was a disappointing season he, last year. He didn't really do well with those carries, but he still had 88. And he also had 28 receptions. He, he does catch the ball a little bit. So 
Yeah, I don't know. Right now for Hunt, I slotted him currently as my 22nd running back. One spot behind. He's right behind. You go like C.J. Anderson, McCaffrey, Ingram, Montgomery. He's right ahead of Lacey, Peterson, Gillisley for me right now. Because I think the opportunities there, he should get a lot of work. Put him ahead of Lacey, Peterson, Gillisley, those types, because there's not sure things there to have any kind of workload. So... That's kind of where I slotted him there. He's kind of where Spencer Ware was. Just actually probably maybe two spots below where Spencer Ware was right now. Because I don't know anything. I haven't seen him play. He comes from what? Toledo? Small school. How much do you really know about a player like that? You know, it's 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 tough, I think, to really have any good idea. And it's okay. He was a good prospect, but he was still the sixth running back off the board. It wasn't like he was even the third or fourth. He was behind Kamara. And Mixon, but that's a it's that's the level he's there. He's like in that in between, so it's hard to say. Yeah, and I, I think he probably should, you know, be a little above where we ranked where only for the fact that we knew that Hunt was there, right? So we knew where was going to be eaten into by that. I just haven't seen it. I don't know anything about him. I can't. I haven't either. He just, I just has. I mean, I get it. I just it's a completely clear path, right? Yeah, I just I can't put him ahead of Montgomery. I can't Ingram maybe maybe Ingram Ingram could drop for me. Just because that's another thing that there's no sure thing there. And C.J. Anderson's interesting because Jamal Charles actually looked really good yeah. in his, his little bit of work. He looked like Jamal Charles, which he, we'll talk about too. <laughs> he did. And C.J. Anderson, I, we've been a little higher than most people have. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of going with you. I think he would probably jump above. I, I think he would probably go above Ingram, and he would be right after Anderson for me. Yeah, he's he's in that range at least. That's back end running back to. You know, kind of a thing in a twelve-team league. He's definitely a back-end running back too. Yeah, exactly. But, and I would, mu- I would rather have Hunt because you know the workloads. Are. Exactly. Then yeah. Ingram because Kamara yeah. looked awfully good in preseason. We yeah. always know AP is going to get a large workload, and Ingram. That's just a very, you know, convoluted backfield they got going on right now. So Hunt, you know, even if he's not, even if he's not even as good as Ware, um, he's still going to get production, and he's going to get it consistently throughout every single game. Which, you know, some of these backs that are sharing a backfield, they're not going to be able to get. Talk about another injury. Julian Edelman. He goes down out for the year. It's interesting because Patriots really feel like they can throw anybody in there. And I think you already know, Jeff, who you think is going to be moving up the boards now. It's not even probably all about this injury with Chris Hogan, we're saying here. He actually looked good in the game the other night, too. So it's coming. He wasn't a bad player last year. Just didn't have a lot of opportunity, maybe. Yeah, no, and he he outperformed Malcolm Mitchell, who was supposed to be kind of the heir apparent if someone went down. And I know a lot of people are going to probably jump on the Amendola bandwagon, but yeah. I, I think that is I think that's kind of a kind of fool's gold. I, I think he is a fine player, but I think he's not built for a lot of usage. But so even last year when we talked about Edelman, I mean he still only played twelve games. He's been a little injury prone, and he only had twenty three receptions. So, I mean, the year before, 65. The year before that, 27. I mean, the guy hasn't really had a large workload in the last six, five, five years. You know, seven years. Mm-hmm. So, I think he is probably the, the one that people are going to immediately look at because they think he is the most like Edelman. And I think what you have to do is, at least for me, I assume that the Patriots, being the smart team they are, are going to change according to the talent they have. And that's why I think Hogan is... 
by far the best option to go into the wide receiver two slot. I think you'll be able to stretch the field much deeper now with Cooks and him. And I think um, Gronk obviously is going to get a huge workload, which he was banged up last year. So I, I don't think it's like every single pass that went to Edelman was necessarily because that was yeah. Edelman. I think that was because of other injuries as well. Here is where I think the mistake is being made. It's people vaulting Brandon Cooks up the boards. That's where I think a mistake is happening. I don't see that. Yeah, maybe maybe there's another catch a game or something. But I just don't think Edelman not being there translates into Cooks getting more catches. They don't play the same position. It's, it's there's somebody's going to take that Edelman role. Obviously, it could be Hogan, could whatever. Somebody's going to take that role, and that role's still going to be there, and they're still going to probably get the same amount of catches to that position, that spot. Why is Cooks going to get that much more? He's, I don't think he's going to. No, and you're also, I mean, how much can you actually vault up a guy that was yeah. already like ADP 13? Yeah, he's already receiver. a top 15 receiver. I don't, I've seen him get moved to the top 10. I don't, I don't agree with it. It's just reactionary. Somebody gets hurt, oh, this guy's going to get all these catches. It's kind of like the Michael Thomas thing, not injury-wise, but Cooks is gone from that situation, so Michael Thomas is going to catch all his balls. No, somebody just comes into a different spot normally. Yeah. They might get a little bit more, but it's not enough to vault you up five, six positions in the ranks. I just, ah, oh, just it's bothering me, Jeff. It's bad strategy, <laughs> and it's I've seen it so much, and I see these people. Oh, let's move Cooks into the top ten. Really? I mean, I, I don't. If think you had him close to there already, yeah. sure. If you had him fifteenth and you moved him up to nine, no. What, from this injury, no. It's yeah. just not a good move. I could see him going from like thirteen and like up to ten, right? So you're thinking, yeah. And the people you're going after too is like you're probably maybe you're pole vaulting T. Y. Hilton, who. All right, yeah, Luck's not around. Sure, so I get that, that one. Yeah. Keenan Allen, which I love, but at the same time, he has a lot of weapons there. So I get that one too, you know what I mean? So you're kind of like, but I don't necessarily think that the Patriots are going to completely change their minds on no, how they're going to use no. him. He's and, still going to be good. To be fair, we're, we're ranking him this high, assuming that the Patriots are going to use him a lot. Yep. What I did, I've actually moved Cooks. I actually moved him before this injury. I just... I moved him ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins has moved down my board a little bit to 14th. Cooks is my 13th receiver. I didn't move him after this injury. He's still right behind Doug Baldwin, and I don't think he needs to be above Doug Baldwin. I think Doug Baldwin just, maybe that's me being conservative and safer. I know Doug Baldwin's a safe option, a good option. I still don't know Cooks. A best ball format, sure, I'll throw Cooks in my team all day because you'll get his good weeks. He might get his down weeks. His down weeks won't hurt you. So that's, I don't know. And Gronk's still there. I think people are forgetting Gronk is heading into this offense now, too, from last year, not being there very much. So it's – I don't like it. I don't like the Cooks thing. The Hogan thing, sure. Yeah, he, and, you know, take that with a – you know. We don't, we, don't, we don't know for sure it's the Patriots. Who knows? Yeah, pump the brakes. I mean, I, I really do like the Hogan um, aspect of it, and I, I went out and grabbed him on as many teams as I possibly could. But don't don't get into this false idea that he possibly pole vaults into the top twenty or something like that. He's just worth having on your team. He's kind of their their you know home run hitter now. I mean, you saw he caught two touchdowns in the preseason. It's preseason. Yeah. You know what I mean, put that on the side. But he, he's an interesting player. But don't don't get caught up and think oh, I have to have this guy. I have to have that guy just because of one injury. In the way, as usually I it's not you know the whole thing's not going to change. If he was really yeah. that good, uh, they would have planned around him anyway. With the Patriots, who knows? It might end up being their rookie undrafted guy, Austin Carr. He might be the guy to step in. Maybe. Who knows? It's just the Patriots. They, yeah. they can do whatever they want. And, and who, it's You never know. Yeah, and the other thing, you know, they were talking about how many targets Edelman had. Last year when Gronk only played half the season, he only had 25 receptions when usually he has anywhere from 70 to 80. Um, so, I mean, right there, how many targets is that? 
So, you know, yes, there's a lot of more targets in the offense that are going to come around, but they're already being soaked up by other people who are far more talented and have already kind of found their, their spot, their niche in this offense. So, All right, the last injury we talked about at the beginning, Cameron Meredith. What are you thinking, Jeff, about this one? It's just more more brokenhearted than anything. I really wanted to see what the guy could do. He had such a, a wonderful year last year, kind of like coming into his own, um, you know, really coming out of obscurity and, and, you know, almost getting to 900 yards on a very bad passing mm-hmm. team. Um, the big thing is now what does this do for the Bears? I mean, yeah, I don't Kevin know who White. You're... Yeah, we, first of all, I have no idea what Kevin White can actually do in that. I, no I don't think Kevin White knows what he can do. No, I, I that's think what he, it sounds like. It sounds like he's freaking out. I don't think he realizes if he's. We always like Kevin White. It's the year three, and we're like, oh, he's gonna maybe this will be the year he's not injured and can play. And we've it's so it's I don't know. We you can't expect anything from him. So if you go into a draft, oh, Kevin White boosts up your board. Why? What has he ever done? He has done nothing. He hasn't played basically since his senior year or whatever it was in college. So yeah, I mean, to be fair, uh, yeah, man. does he move up a little bit? He does yeah. just because he's already he's in like the fifties or sixties, yeah. so he's not gonna. But if you didn't believe him when he was a wide receiver two with no one behind him, yeah. why would you believe him when he has the the best CB against him now? And the thing is, I like him for this year based on the fact that you can get him so late. You could get him so late, and maybe there is something. He's a former top ten pick. There could be potential there if he plays and he's healthy. I'm not. I, that's how I was drafted. I'm still not going to vault him up very high. So he's yeah. still he's in the he's actually he's in the 40s for me. Just because I don't care at that point. Like there's so many names. Mm-hmm. Like I still would probably. People might think this is stupid. I probably would draft him over Deshaun Jackson because I hate Deshaun Jackson that much. We're the Deshaun Jackson hate fan club here. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> the number Deshaun one wide. Yeah. <laughs> the number one wide receiver. Um, he is. I, I don't maybe. know how. Yeah, I don't know is how it Kendall long Wright? Lasts. Kendall Wright? Probably. I, I mean, but Kendall Wright has been a disappointment forever. Yeah, but I mean, maybe. Look, okay, who else do they have? So they have Kevin White, Kendall. I'm sorry, Kevin Victor White, Cruz, Kendall Wright, Deontay Thompson as they're listed as their wide receiver three. Wait, which is Victor Cruz still there? I don't even know. Does he he's still? still he's, there. He's, he's, I mean, he. <laughs> I mean, that could be his. Sorry, I haven't paid any attention to Victor Cruz. And then Marcus Wien. Oh, God, Marcus Wien. Another of the biggest disappointments in the last three years when he should have been taking that that, uh, that position. If you're drafting, basically, Jordan Howard is the only bear to draft, and maybe Kevin White in the last round. Kendall Wright can be drafted in extremely deep leagues. It's just, it's ugly. Yeah, it's going to be very, very ugly. And you you can't tell who's going to. Pretty much, if you want to take a flyer on one of these guys, that's fine. Yep. But um, I mean, at this point, I, I don't. I wouldn't even know who to take. No, I wouldn't either. I, I mean, I don't even need it. We don't even need to talk about the Bears situation any longer because it's just ugly. Let's talk about the biggest news of the weekend, and that's that George Kittle is now the starting tight end for the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. Vance McDonald so, yeah, moving on. Vance McDonald got traded to the Steelers. I mean, anybody who was kind of looking at Jesse James is this. Big sleeper receiver or tight end. It could put a little damper. That I don't know how much. Fancy McDonald's not really much of anything, but that does maybe show that Steelers aren't necessarily confident in Jesse James being the main guy there and being the only guy there. That's that's all that could mean. It's probably nothing. You're still not gonna. It's not gonna do much. It's not much on the fantasy radar. But I have seen people picking Jesse James as a you know a late tight end flyer. Maybe he can just stay away from that. It's not every league. I've seen him. Majority of the leagues have been in. He's undrafted, but I have seen him get picked in a few. So, 
I just stay away from it. George Kittle now, 49ers. He made our super deep sleepers list that we actually didn't talk about put on Instagram. He made the list there as a tight end. This was before the trade. I kind of just liked it. You heard good things about him in, in camp and stuff, and obviously that shows they're able to get rid of McDonald. But I still don't expect <laughs> don't expect much. Don't draft him, basically. There's no point to draft him unless you're in, what, a 20-team league? <laughs> if there's any of those out there. Yeah, it would have to be very, very deep. So it's just nothing there, but it's just... Basically, the news is here. If you were thinking about Jesse James, eh, maybe hold off. All right, let's get about Zeke here. The never-ending. Okay, the news is now there was some talk that maybe he could play week one, and that would be due to the fact that he'd lose this appeal, file you know, an injunction, whatever. It's so close to the start of the season, there really wouldn't be time probably for all this to get heard before the season started. Could open him up to week, play week one. That doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean the suspension's gone. All that means is it just delayed the suspension, which is troublesome. It's a little worry. It worries me a bit. Is it, What are you thinking? As a Zeke owner, if you're already a Zeke owner, I guess whatever, right? If you're drafting this weekend, what do you, what do, you do? We still put him in our top 20. We did our last week. We had him 19th. Yeah, it's, it's it, I don't even I think we put him there because I think he needs to be there, but I don't know how comfortable I'd feel with it. Well, I'd be more comfortable if I just knew what was going on. I just want to know. I just want to know. He's out six games. So, great. What worries me is knowing that, yeah, knowing that he's out six games, you know when you're getting him back, you're going to have him for the playoff push and push and then into the playoffs as well. But now if, if he gets to play week one or heaven forbid, like a couple of weeks, I mean, you could be missing him for the part of the season where you really thought you were going to be able to let him shine and help you win those last few games. And then maybe you get him for the beginning of the playoffs. It starts messing with that aspect of it, and that's where I I really don't like it. The only thing that could possibly salvage that um, is if he actually does get a reduced sentence. So if he actually only gets suspended for four games instead of six and you get him week (laughs) one, that would be the best of both worlds. Yeah. just, I mean, do you see that happening? Not. I don't feel like it's likely. I think. I think there's so many people out there think, "Oh yeah, it's just gonna be reduced." They just reduce these. Yeah, I don't know about this one. I think domestic violence is something that they're gonna try to be as strong as possible. Not. Not. They're not gonna cave on anything. And like, if it goes to a court, the court isn't going to reduce a suspension. The court would either it be overturned or not. That's it. It's not. It's one or the other. What are the chances of that? I think there has to. I'm not. We're not gonna get into this too much, but. I just think there has to be enough evidence that the NFL would have done this. That's I don't know what it is. I don't care. There has to be something, and they did something. Like there's something there. They wouldn't have just done this. It's and not, even if even if they don't just, have the it, yeah. even if it doesn't go that much. Yeah. You already know to your point. They already took a stance, obviously, on domestic abuse, which is a terrible yeah. thing, and they've had a very ugly past few years with it. So I, I think that they're just a no tolerance policy. They prove that something went down. They don't care what, where, how, blah blah blah. He did something in, inappropriate, and now he's going to have to pay the price in game. So yep. I, I don't think it's going to really go down either. Um, so, yeah, it kind of – I don't like the idea that maybe he could play weeks one and two, and then the suspension would go even farther into the year yep. when you really need him. Yep. Yeah. No, not a fan of that. All right. Some injury news or injury non-news or they're coming back. Eric Decker's back at practice. Corey Davis is back at practice. It's good to see that, especially mm-hmm. Corey Davis. I'm really interested – and I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get him on any of my teams, really. I got him in a couple. My main leagues, I didn't get him. Would have liked to. So. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm rooting for that guy. I'm also rooting for Decker. I, I yep. like that offense in general, and I think um, I, I think Decker is going to be a little bit of a, a sleeper this year. I think he's in a very good spot if he can stay healthy, and if uh, if Davis doesn't, you know, if he if he takes a little bit to get going, yep. I think Decker's the obvious choice for the uh, all the touchdowns to go his way. Again, with these these young receivers being injured all the time, what is this? De- I don't know what the deal is with this. Josh Doxson, second year, he's still not playing much, doing much. Jay Gruden says that Doxson continued missed time is a concern and that the second year pro hasn't done a lot for us. So my Josh Doxson love early on is kind of fading. Wilting quickly. It is. It's I'm not excited about it. Rashard Perriman, John Harbaugh is very optimistic that he'll play week one. Still though. <laughs> It's we'll see. What I don't I don't get what's going on with these young guys. Oh. It's just constant. With it's always the it's the receivers, these these young receivers, and it's everyone. It feels like it's just very worrisome. Jordan Matthews, they said they're cautiously optimistic that he'll be ready for week one. What's that mean? I don't know. Again, there's another guy I got could have been kind of excited for, and he got traded, and now it's just what do you do? And just, yeah. just who knows. I, I, don't I don't know. know. Maybe you get him for a, a discount. I don't really. Do you expect anything? Are you I, still on the Zay Jones bandwagon? Yeah, I, I still like Zay Jones just because we don't know what the guy can do, and I think he could be a really good possession wide receiver for that offense, and I think that's kind of what they need because we all know they're a run-first type offense with yeah. Tyrod Taylor and, and obviously uh, McCoy in the backfield. So I think Zay Jones, if he's just running around, getting open, catching it, even if he's not doing anything highlight reel-esque, um, I think he could be very, very good. Um, and once again, that's even more so buoyed by the fact that Matthews got hurt so quickly. And he really kind of disappointed last year, too. So you're wondering if, even as a rookie, Zay Jones can kind of get that foothold and kind of take that number one spot. Yep. Uh, CJ Procise back to practice yesterday. So just another rookie, another running back, I mean, to add to the mix there. I don't know. I like Lacey, but... Now you hear about this Chris Carson kind of stepping up a little bit as a rookie. It's just, man, there's too many people around there. I don't like the, the Chris Carson type's a little, I think a little much. It's it's a preseason thing. Yeah, I was going to say, the preseason issue here is you're getting to watch a lot of these guys play, and they're playing against the second string, third string, guys that want to make the team. So a lot of these young running backs look pretty good. But they're not going to get, you know, that that's not what, week one is going to look like for them. And and don't for a second think that this is going to jump them over, you know, two, three other guys. Yep. So maybe they'll make the, you know, maybe they'll make the roster off of this and maybe they're worthwhile to take a look yep. at in Dynasty. But that, you know. That's you, about it. Yeah, exactly. And you saw it with a couple of guys uh, this year. Leonard Fournette's back to practice and he might actually play in the final preseason game or at least wants to. So that's a good sign for his week yeah. one availability. Should be good. Yeah. Should and if I was go. them, just hold him out. Yeah, don't Who play cares? Don't play them Yeah, before. why? Eric Ebron back to practice finally. Yay. <laughs> Good job, Ebron. You made it back. <laughs> oh, God, Ebron. How long is this going to last? What do you think? Will he make it before week one without another injury? Oh, I don't know. I hope so. I like Ebron so much. I think All the right. talent is there. It's just the injuries just pile up with him. It's always like a hamstring or something, too. I feel like this conversation, just talking about all the injuries. I, it's, it's just, just I'm bringing, it's it, crazy. Oh, it just wears on me, man. It's like you, right? you see Ebron, he's constantly hurt. You see. All the rookies, you don't know what to expect. You want to see him in the preseason. It's just a, a giant question mark over over my fantasy season. Brandon Marshall's back to practice for the Giants. It's a good sign. Odell Beckham, they're hopeful he'll play week one. Not really sure what that means. I hate coach speak. It really bothers me. 
It's like, yeah. what, do you, what do you, come on, just, what are his chances? Is he going to play or is he not? I think he'll play. He'll play. And if not, I have Brandon Marshall. So, <laughs> good for that. All right. Demarius Thomas was held out of practice Monday. That was fun. I, I think that's, yeah, that's fine. That's just precautionary. <laughs> it is. It's, he's, the, he's a veteran. Le'Veon Bell will be back Friday with the team. So, we kind of knew that. He just held out of preseason. Yeah. He just didn't want to go to camp. He didn't want to do the work, Smart and he man. stayed healthy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? He didn't get I want, hurt. I want all my players to do that. You see, uh, it looks like Matt Breda, running back for the 49ers, backup, has overtaken Joe Williams as the number two. That Joe Williams hype lasted a long time. Yeah, that surprised me. <laughs> the Quan Treadwell, you see, he got three catches the other day. I actually saw that. that. I don't pay much attention to preseason, but I like seeing that. I don't know. There's something about Treadwell. I just... Last year was so ridiculous what happened, how he got, like, what, one catch? Literally one catch, I think. There might be something there. We might completely be missing something right now. There might be. I, I, I don't know for sure. If that wasn't, if he wasn't with the Vikings, maybe there's something more. But, I mean, he's a, he, he, he should, I think he's a talented guy. I mean, I, I think, think so. They, I think if they <laughs> didn't like him that much, they would have traded him because he still would have had a lot of stock. You know what I mean? So I, I think it was more of the like, Minnesota um, I, I think it was just the fact that, I don't know, maybe it was a harder offense to learn. I don't really know what it would be. I don't think it's talent, though. And mm-hmm. I, I think this is the year that we actually see him starting to be incorporated into the offense. Yep. Another little preseason thing, which we don't pay, again, preseason still. Week three preseason is, if you're going to look at something, that's the one week to look at. Pierre Garçon, the Niners, he had six catches off seven targets for 64 yards. I think he is going to be a PPR guy. <laughs> He's going to get a lot of targets, a lot of catches. Maybe he won't get touchdowns. The yards, if he shows six for 64, it's not, that's kind of what he's going to do. He'll get more than that, but he's never going to be like eight for 140 or something. But if you yeah. need a safe end guy, we've talked about him before as like one of our safe players and one of the guy down there, especially in PPR, it could be interesting. I think they showed right away. And yeah. Hoyer, I think, is good enough to do it. I was going to say, another uh, one of our, it was uh, the sleeper I had. Uh, and it was one of those that you're just like, he's not as bad as everyone thinks he is. Yeah. And he looked very, very sharp. And, you know, it gives you a little, a little hope that maybe San Fran is not going to be as bad as they, as they were last year. Yep. They have some really interesting, like, young guys on, on defense. Foster's already starting to make waves. He's been, you know, he hit so hard. And um, Hoyer throwing to pretty much Garcon and, um, you know, our boy Hyde out of the backfield. I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling that they were trying to light the fire under Hyde and it actually had nothing to do with them not thinking he would fit in. Yep. So it, it, it kind of put that to bed for me. How do you feel about that? The Hyde news being so negative early on. I think he's going to be fine. I don't. There's no one there really going to push him. It's just they're not good enough. Even no. if they want to replace him, they don't have somebody to replace him. And so what are you going to do? You're, you're just, you just can't do it. So it's not going to happen. Oh, one final injury we did miss, Jeremy Hill, ankle injury. I haven't really heard much since he went out with the ankle injury, so I don't know if it's minor, don't know what. I really have no idea, and I'd like to know. So <laughs> I do have him on a team, but who knows? He was going to be – he's a hes a bench guy anyway. You weren't starting Jeremy Hill week one, so if he's out, who cares? It, but it all it does give Joe Mixon a chance to oh, really shine. Big chance. So if Joe Mixon comes in there and looks good week one and Jeremy Hill is on the bench, Jeremy Hill's not coming back in. Well, just, I like, mean, at this point, is Gio even healthy? Gio's out there playing, which is nice to see. So he's he's out there. So he's still going to be in his role, though. Yeah. Mixon has a chance to come in and be that that first and second down guy and just really take over if Hill's going to be out. Which yeah, he, yeah, he could easily be the feature back in that offense. He he really really could. And the other guy who actually kind of disappointing, Samaj P Ryan's not looking very good. And Rob Kelly is. 
Yeah. So, Which is very surprising to me. I mean, good how for, good Rob Kelly is. Good for Rob Kelly, man. I, I mean, that's how I feel about it. He's looked good, and P. Ryan really hasn't. Maybe P. Ryan just might be one of those guys who we thought of as a rookie, which I did go on the P. P. Ryan bandwagon after the draft. I might have been completely wrong. So I should have gone on the Cream Hunt bandwagon. I would have been <laughs> looking like a genius right now. But it's another one. One final guy I'll talk about before we get out of here today, Andrew Luck. It's just not looking likely like he's going to play week one. So... Uh, how good can Scott Tolzien be? Not very good. You're not taking him on your team, but yeah. what's this do for T.Y. Hilton? What's this do for Dante Moncrief? Well, I, I think Jack it, Doyle. I think it hurts T.Y. Hilton for sure, um, just because his you're drafting him because of the production he's already had with Luck, right? Yep. So obviously that's going to go down. I don't know if it necessarily hurts Moncrief. I, I think, I mean, he wasn't being drafted that highly anyway, and I think he's much more of a possession guy. That might fit a little better at, with a uh, you know a guy that hasn't played near as much in the QB position. Um, I don't know. Maybe they run the ball a little more. Maybe that means that Marlon Mack, that backup, maybe he gets a few more carries early on. Yep. Uh, other than that, I don't think it – I mean, I, I think the biggest one is obviously T.Y. Hillen, but you know, what does this do for what you think about luck? I mean, yeah, okay, say he only misses week one, which we don't know that for sure. He is just in drafts. It's just so interesting now what to do. He's going. If you get Andrew Luck on your team, chances are I've seen him fall really late, like 10th round now. And why not take him? No, yeah, the 10th round, right? absolutely. But I've also seen him being taken really Fits, early. Yeah, so it's, he's all over the board. I don't think anybody knows what to do with it right now. I think that's where the problem comes in. No one really has a clue. So you don't know what to do, and you kind of just, I don't know. It's an interesting one. He could end up being just an absolute steal because of it now. But we'll see. I don't expect him to play week one, though. Not, not no, at all. No, no, no. All right, I think that's all I got, unless you have any other news. I think we covered a lot of it and a lot of the random stuff going on. And it's just, there's always these, these, all these injuries right now. It's just kind of, we're kind of in this little bit of a lull now before the season starts. This is this week right here, if you've already drafted, it's kind of like, yeah, what do you do? Next week, we'll have some more talk. Well, actually, I think we'll talk waivers next week already before the season preseason waivers because i've already been doing waiver moves and there's some out there so waivers we'll have our rankings next week all that good stuff but this is the week of the just minor news cross your fingers and hope no one else gets hurt that's pretty much what it comes (laughs) down to we'll be back tomorrow we'll have our mailbag episode we'll have some good questions out there and we'll get that for you we'll talk to you guys tomorrow